What is the Podcaster Matrix? The Podcaster Matrix is your source for podcast media hosting. Get your entire podcast library hosted now at podcastermatrix.com. Welcome to Small Business Saturdays. Welcome to Small Business Saturdays. The Small Business Saturdays podcast. With your host and my husband. And my dad, Aaron Montgomery. Join the conversation. Let's talk some business. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Welcome into Small Business Saturdays. I am excited to uh, talk with you folks today about predictions. I don't have a crystal ball, but if I did, I'd have it sitting here right in front of me. We'd be getting ready to look into the crystal ball and say, okay, what do we got? What's coming up here? That's what we're going to try to do today. I've got three things that I think within our e-commerce world that we need to be considering, thinking about, you know, looking ahead and and, and working on this on on our websites and 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 that kind of thing. I also need help from you guys. I also need help from uh, everybody that's checking in out there this morning. Like I said, I'm going to share three things that I think are some predictions, some ideas for e-commerce kind of moving forward here. But I want to hear from you guys. And and I know we've got people here that are on all different kind of sides of where they're at in their website life, so to speak, you know, growing, building, new, kind of updating and things like that. that that's perfect. I, I want to know what you guys are, are predicting or looking ahead or going, okay, this is what I need to do with my website around e-commerce or, or just in general with websites, we can we can talk a little bit more about non-e-commerce websites as well. So that's what I'm hoping for from you guys today. So that's your assignment this morning. I will bring my ideas, you guys bring your ideas, and we'll have a great time. How about that? All right. Have you heard about the five keys of business success called growing and launching your business? It's an online training program and you can check it out at oursuccessgroup.com forward slash five keys. While there, you can purchase the valuable online training modules and resources. It's over five hours of small bite-sized video training sessions broke out into 25 modules. Plus, there are 26 specific action steps designed to cement the training and get you into action on building the right foundation. You also get tools you need beyond the five hours of proven training, like spreadsheets, example forms that you can use and make your own, plus policy and marketing templates and more. The Five Keys of Business Success is designed to help you learn to price your products for profit, enjoy confidence in your marketing, have an efficient workflow and process, wow your customers with amazing service, and know exactly what it costs to be in business each day. Skip the alternative of feeling lost and overwhelmed and stop losing money or not even knowing where you're at until it's too late. Invest in the Five Keys online training program today to get the foundation you deserve for your small business. Go to oursuccessgroup.com forward slash five keys. Let's get into what we're here to talk about today. What we're talking about again, just as a reminder, we're talking about e-commerce, web, you know, kind of a little bit of a hybrid of both, but mainly towards the e-commerce and what we're predicting to happen, what we think is going to happen, because if we can think ahead about what's going to happen, then we can start making the changes ahead of time and be ahead of the curve once it comes to, once these things do become reality, right? So e-commerce is, you know, at this point, I think we can all agree that, um, it's here to stay. It's not going anywhere. Uh, 2020 forced a lot of those last hangers on to that. It just, it's the only way that 
in today's world that uh, things are going to happen. Um, it, it, it just is what it is. You know, it's, uh, it, I, I'm not exactly sure the best way to put it, but we either have to continue to really brush against it and, and, but, and fall behind, or we can embrace it and allow that to be a, a positive in our businesses. So, um, Joe, good morning. Thanks for being here. And oh, I miss Jerry. Jerry, good morning as well. Great. So e-commerce is here to stay. Uh, Forbes, I'm just reading it to make sure I get it right here. Forbes uh, announced that, and, and I believe based on the information I could gather here, is that they're reporting that this was the year-over-year growth before 2020 hit. Uh, so year-over-year growth of e-commerce sales was 129%. And, uh, or, or maybe that was the, either way, that's a lot of growth, right? You know, so year over year growth of 129% of e-commerce sale. And, um, so Heidi says embrace and shifted. Let's do this. Awesome. I like it. Great. So embrace shifted. Let's do this. Same thing with e-commerce. Let's embrace it. Let's shift. Let's do this. So, um, with that being said, you know, as we're getting, more and more into the e-commerce world ourselves, you know, again, depending on wherever you're at in that, in that phase, you know, there are, there are times where we're going to have to really embrace um, the e-commerce world and, and figure out how that works for us. Now, everybody's business is going to be a little different. I'm not saying you have to go get this full fledged e-commerce designer whole, whole thing. But you do have to think about the customers and think about how they're buying and think about what it is that's important to them and then make sure that your website can do that for them, right? You know, so we don't need to build a website for our sake. What we need to do is think about what the goal of our website is and how do we normally interact with our customers, the customers that we want to be interacting with, and how can we make that easier for them? You know, so if your customers are the types of people that do want to just go to a website and in their pajamas at, in the middle of the night or, or whenever and make that purchase and have something show up, um, that is something that you need to embrace and need to figure out. Uh, but if they want to, you know, just go there to get some information, request a quote, kind of make that process of, of answering the questions that that uh, you need answered by them, then you need to embrace that and figure out a be better way to do that. Or maybe it's through Etsy or maybe it's Facebook or um, it, it just, whatever it is, we've got to think about that. But what I've discovered is that a lot of people go, okay, well, I just want to build this website because I'm going to build it. And then all these customers are going to show up because I've got this website. Well, actually your website is just like if you were to go build a storefront. You know, people aren't just going to show up at your storefront. Yes, maybe they'll walk by and see it. Maybe they'll find you in a search and, and that kind of thing. But you still have to work, do marketing, do things to get people into your website, just like you would have to work to do things to get people into your storefront. Um, so, and, and what happens when we just think, okay, I'm going to build this website and they're going to show up is when when that's our our mode of thinking, what happens there is that then we're disappointed and, oh, we're not getting any sales. And, and well, who knows about it? 
you know, uh, what's what's the traffic like? What are you doing to tell people about it? Are are you you know are you picking up the phone and and saying hey are you interested? And oh and by the way are you um and and if you are interested go to my website here's all the information. But there's a clear button on there if you want to call me or blah 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 blah. Right? Okay. So all of that. But you have to again determine what it is that you want your website to do for you. Because if what you want your website to do for you is get you all of these new customers and um, have have them just show up magically, you know, that you, if you build it, they will come. That, that's not true in this case. There, you looked at the number, the 129% year over year growth. That means everybody's got a website now. So what is your, yours going to do to stand out? What is yours going to do to talk to your ideal customer? And then what are you doing to tell them about it, Right. Like, you know, are you doing a Facebook live and, and showing them the website? People aren't going to just show up at a website unless they know about it and they have a reason to go, right? You know, I don't just search the web all day long trying to find places to buy from. You know, I, I've, I go to places where I bought before and I know the process and it's something that I want or need and, and, and I know about it, right? Um, or I'll search and then they show up at the search and, and the only way to show up on the search is to make sure that lots of people are talking about it and people are going there and there's content that cause people to find it and, or you're paying for it. You know, all of these things kind of come in in juncture. So that's my soapbox real quick about e-commerce. So start there. And that's not a prediction that, that that's been the case forever. Um, is that you have to understand and determine what you want your website to ultimately do for you and then figure out how you're going to make it do that for you. So it's not just build it and they will come. It's build it, get people there, get people talking about it, do the marketing, still make the calls, still send, you know, um, Sandy sent a whole bunch of letters, the direct mail pieces and, and things like that. So these are all great ways to, to get people there, do the live and, and show it or put a new product up, make sure that you're sharing that in different places that you're already engaged with talking to potential customers. So that's the, that's the quick soapbox about, about websites, but let's talk a little bit about what we think is going to happen more and more. And in turn, what, uh, we can, how we can maybe look ahead to that a little bit. And again, this is just a couple of my thoughts. At this point, I would love to hear your thoughts. What is it that you're thinking is going to happen based on your customers and, and uh, what you need to do to improve your website? What are the predictions that you have for the way us as humans are going to ch continue to change the way we buy things, right? I mean, even groceries nowadays are getting to a point where there are more and more people that never walk into a grocery store. You know, they'll, they'll use Instacart or some program like that, you know, and that has always been the staple of, you know, keeping away from online because a grocery store was such a challenge for e-commerce people to do because you have that, how do I get it to the customer thing? You have, you had that gap because I, I can't, you know, put a gallon of milk in in UPS or, or in, in the post office. And when it shows up three months later, that it's still going to be good. Right. So that was the holdout, but things are changing. And now people are buying their groceries online. They're, they're buying their dinners online. You know, they're not, they, they couldn't go to restaurants. And, and so things like, um, 
DoorDash and 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 Postmates and some of those others really grew as well. You know, and and the only the reason I bring this up is that you have to again understand what it is that your customers are experiencing. You know, we're, we're still quarantined for the most part in a lot of places, um, you know, different places have loosened a little bit more and and then gone back and, and all that kind of fun stuff. And, um, you know, here in Missouri, we can still go out into the world quite a bit, not in huge groups, which is good. So we're, we're reducing the spread and, and um, you know, if masks are, are still required and all that other stuff. But if I can, if I can just go, you know what, this is quick and easy. I think about Amazon. That's exactly how they became the behemoth that they are. They made, they thought about what it was that they were selling, what it was that their customers needed and how could they make that as easy as possible. Their website is still to this day, fairly not very well put together in general, it just kind of basic in a, in a lot of ways, but it's simple. It's super simple. You can click one button and the thing shows up to you. And so that's what, but that, that didn't focus around their website on that. The website was just a tool. So with, with that tool, they focused on what it was that they wanted the website to do and then built those services. So part of the website is yes, that I can click one button, but the other part of the website is, is the Amazon prime that I click one button and it shows up in two days, most of the time, you know, so think about the website as a tool, not as the, this is just the end all be all. So, um, let's, let's see. Wendy's got one here. She said, uh, before I, I have ever, before I have even finished my new website, I have my blog up and live to help people know who we are and what we're doing. Um, that, that's perfect. Wendy, that, that's a, an excellent point. Yeah, it's, you know, it, as you're building your e-commerce site, what, what other things are going on around it? A blog is a great one because then when the e-commerce is kind of in place and ready to go, um, you'll already have that search engine opportunity. People know what it's about, know what the content is. You're, you're bringing in those folks through that. Um, you know, another good thing to do is just to, the videos and, and, and posting and social engagement, um, and then getting into groups <clears throat> and participating and being active. So people know who you are. And, and then when they have a question, you know, because we all get into the groups that are, are appealing to us. You know, we're, we're all, I think, I, I would say pretty much everybody here is in the business basics group, which is a fantastic group. And it's a group we should be in because that gives us an opportunity to ask questions and learn about our industry and our trade. But we also need to be in the groups of of the of the things that our target customers, our niche market is all about. <clears throat> so if my niche market was volleyball, I need to be in those groups and I'm not in those groups selling. I'm not in those groups saying, Hey, here's my, here's my pitch. Here's my product. I'm in those groups interacting, but also making it very clear who I am and what I do, right. By having my profiles filled out by, you know, just kind of having those things around it. So, <clears throat> um, anyhow, I'm, I haven't even gotten into the predictions yet and I'll keep going way off the, the beaten path here if you guys let me. But uh, Terry says, uh, this session is just for me. Uh, imagine to have, see if, uh, oh, 
have to see if I can watch later. Busy with family in narrow ICU. Oh, Terry, uh, my thoughts and prayers are with you and your family. Uh, yes, this will be right here available to rewatch right here on Facebook and or over on uh, YouTube at Live OSG. There's a Small Business Saturdays channel. So uh, totally understand. Come back and catch it when you're when you're ready. All right. All right. So. There, there again, I've said this probably three times now. I'm done. I'm ready to move on, but let's do it. I'm going to, I'm just going to make myself move on because I'll keep going here. So the first prediction that I have, the first thing that I think is going to happen, and I kind of alluded to this. I talked a little bit about it yesterday on the two regular guys podcast. So if you went over to facebook.com slash two regular guys and, um, take, take a listen to that. Uh, I'm, and the part that I talked about yesterday that is my prediction for today is this idea of continued personalization. Now, what I talked about on two regular guys yesterday was even more and more personalization, i.e., you know, custom made sized garments, custom designed, uh, you know, everything, everything completely custom and, and I easy to use tool that, I don't have to be as as the buyer. I don't have to be the designer and all that other stuff. But I can feel creative in that. You know, sized for me. It's um, I get to pick and choose and put elements together and the text and and change the you know whatever. So all of that, and then I get to see it right there, and I get to push a button. And in three, four, five, depending on how the post office do is doing days, the item shows up. Right. So that's the personalization I'm talking about here. But but in general, what is the personalization? What, what is it that you can do to personalize the experience for your customers? Um, now, again, that could just be making sure that they know that they can personalize the product and and make it their own and, and help them understand how special that makes them feel. Um or, you know, going even more, you, you can also make it to where you have different sex, sections of your website to where your website will cater to different niche markets. You know, all too often we throw up a website, we put all of the products on top of it and, and then people show up and they go, oh my God, you know, it's that Cheesecake Factory menu experience. Some people love it and it's a talking point, but, you know, for me personally, I actually don't go to the Cheesecake Factory because I get in there and I get overloaded. I'm like, I make too many decisions throughout the, the normal course of my day. I don't need to spend an hour reading their their webs their menu. And the same thing goes for a lot of people's website. You know, that that's what Amazon does so well is they have it sectioned out. Their search is fantastic. It's right there, big on the top, and they show up. And somebody shows up and says, "Hey, I want a you know." red coffee mug personalized. Well, guess what shows up? Red coffee mugs that are personalized, you know? So, but then you can also do it to where, okay, I'm, I'm in this group talking about, you know, dogs and I've got a line of pet products. Uh, well, I, even though it's all in my website and people can get to the other places outside of the pet products, when, when I'm talking about it and they say, Hey, you know, I'm interested or, or, Hey, I, I have this need for a collar or a blanket or a, whatever it is that the pet product is of do dog dish, uh, of a mat that they lay on, um, you know, a, 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 whatever the product is and, and you send them to a specific link. So it's your website slash pet 
pet lovers or, you know, whatever. And that takes them to a, a place where it looks and feels like a front page of a website. And it has those, just those specific things, maybe even branded to them a little bit. Um, you know, and, and like I said, then there's some links where they, you know, they can see what else is there, but you're talking in the silos. You're not, you know, the, the concern is not to make sure they know about everything that you do. And, and the reason for that is that gives them overwhelm. And, and when there's confusion uh, and, and there's not clarity, a purchase decision is not going to be made on a website, you know? Now, they may love your products and, and love what you're doing enough to where they'll pick up the phone and, and they want to ask you know, some questions. But when we don't have clarity, it, when it doesn't feel right to us, we're not going to make that emotional decision to purchase on a website. So get clear, get, get into those silos and, and make that happen to where, um, yes, they know, can get exactly to what they want. And then here's here's the great part is then your job is to then also let them know after they've made the purchase after they've made that initial purchase so get that new customer because once they become a customer then you're going to wow them with the service wow them with the product wow them with you are you looking to move your business forward and make it a full-time success that not only supports you but also can support your family Todd Downing and I launched our success group. Our mission is to provide resources that empower business owners to achieve their idea of success. What we learned when Todd started his own decorating business, and I was a pioneer of the industry's first podcast, was people were hoarding all of the information, or it was just disorganized and had no basis in real results. Both Todd and I saw really nice people fail because they didn't have the basics and a foundation. At the 2019 Dax Tenley Park Trade Show, we met for the first time face-to-face -face, and the conversation turned to this very problem. What we soon discovered was a similar passion with different areas of strength. Todd brings the day-to-day know-how, making things easy to understand, and also breaking down the how-to step-by-step. I bring impactful ideas, lessons from the wide range of people I have worked with over the years, and a foundation of business principles to build upon. We don't want you to struggle to launch or grow your business. We want you to thrive, hit the ground running, and be good citizens of your market. If you are interested in learning more and would like to get some free resources, just fill out the form over at oursuccessgroup.com forward slash empowered. That's empowered, E-M-P-O-W-E-R-E-D. Again, oursuccessgroup.com forward slash empowered. And once you've wowed them with you and, and, and then you can go to work on letting them know about the other things, letting them know about the new things, because now they're a customer. Now they're in your database. Now you're marketing to them. Now you're, you know, sending their product and, you know, maybe they've bought 12 of something and you want to make sure that you're selling more hats. So you add a hat in there that, you know, that kind of thing. So now is when you can get, let them know all about everything else because they've made that purchasing decision. They feel good about doing business with you. Um, so that's, that's the thought. How do we personalize not only, you know, the, uh, opportunity to personalize products, that's one thing, but also how do we personalize for that specific customer, uh, you know, is the next thing to think about. So, um, let, let me go check some comments here. Joe says, 
How do you deal with the notion of if you gain a customer by the web, you will also lose a customer to the web? That's a very good question, Joe. Let me come back to that. Let me catch a couple other comments. And before we get into the second prediction, let's cover that. That's a, that's a great discussion point, Joe. Thank you. Uh, I've really tried to notice what I like in the websites, who I do purchase from and what I like. Just FYI, on a supplier side, I dread when I have to order from Alpha Broder. They are my poster child drop-down menu dread. Exactly. Yeah, that's a perfect way to do this for sure. You know, yeah, what is it that you like? I, I'm, I, I've actually don't buy a whole lot of garments and, and uh, for the most part stuck with um, Sanmar because I, it just, yeah, it felt more comfortable to me. It felt easier to find things. It felt like I could, you know, check what I was looking for and the right things would pop up for me. I, I wasn't overwhelmed, but uh, when I've had to go to SNS, I, I, for whatever reason, I feel overwhelmed there. So um, anyhow, it, it's, it's definitely one of those, those things. Okay. So uh, Heidi says, I switched from e-commerce site to Etsy. I tried the big boy site for a year. My customers like Etsy for some reason. I'm not a fan of it myself, but I'm adopting to my audience. Um, and, and Heidi, you know, that's, that's personalized. If your customers like Etsy, then, then personalize it. What I would recommend is to kind of keep that, keep that going, your, your own personal website going in the background and all of those Etsy customers, hopefully you're now getting data about who they are and they can get into your marketing mix. You know, you can send them emails um, after the fact with a, a new product that's available exclusively on your website or something along those lines. So use Etsy to find those new customers and, and embracing it like you're doing. That's perfect. Um, but, but see if you can continue to funnel back the customers into your website and, um, you know, because the trouble with Etsy, and I'm, I'm guessing this is probably one of the reasons you're not a fan either, Heidi, and, and one of the reasons why, again, to me, it's just a tool to get new customers, is that at the end of the day, it's Etsy's site. Um, and and even if we're doing Shopify or something like that, it's still our site. It's still our brand. If Shopify wants to go away, um, that's fine. We still have all of our products. We still have all of that information. I know the argument's been that I can't just switch. Baloney, you own the URL uh, of of now, if your URL is mystore.shopify.com, then no, you do not own that URL, but you can set it up to where people go to, you know, in my wife's case, it's people go to weheart.biz and that that's her website that she owns. She can move that to big commerce, to equid, to wherever she wants, whenever she wants. Um, the content there we can export a CSV of all the data that we've put in there that has the descriptions and pictures and da, 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 and then upload that to another site. So we still have control over those types of things. But with Etsy, we don't. Now you can set your, your URL up, the, the, the mysite.com. You can set that up to go to your Etsy store. And, and that can kind of work where you know, your, your URL is getting, um, some juice, so to speak, but with Etsy, again, they, they have a tendency to kind of change things pretty quickly at their, at their own behest. So, um, all right. Christine says, uh, subject specific landing pages can be very helpful. Also very useful. If you're doing any kind of social media advertising, eliminating barriers and, and take people directly to what they want and they'll buy more frequently. Um, Yep, exactly. And and Christine said it really well there, just eliminating barriers. Uh, that's what happens with most of our sites is people get there and there's a barrier. But 
what happens is if somebody we're, we're having a face-to-face conversation with somebody or, or even a phone conversation or, or whatever, however you're interacting with people, when we're interacting with people, we can kind of understand by the, the objections they have, what their barriers to purchasing are. When somebody's buying from a website, we have no real way of knowing what their barriers are, what, what their objection is. They're not telling us anything. They're not giving us any feedback unless we're working to try to get that feedback by doing things like installing hotjar.com onto your site, which will give you some visualization of what people are doing and where they're leaving from. If you've got to look at the analytics and understand where they're coming from, where they're leaving from and some of that stuff. So there's some things to dig into and there's some ways we can find some information. You can ask them to fill out feedback for a chance to win. Um, you know, but, and then you can really work on your customer experience map and making sure that you've gone through the entire order process. Yesterday, uh, Eric Campbell on Two Regular Guys was talking about that. Go buy something from your website. And I'm not saying just go do a test order. I want you to go actually physically take out your credit card, spend the money, spend the 3.25% on credit card fees uh, to purchase something from your website, run it through the normal process, ship it to yourself. Again, now you're going to spend some money on shipping. But this will show you exactly. So use a personal website or go, or, or, sorry, personal email, go set up an, uh, just a random Gmail account or something like that to where you can order using that and then see what all of the things that show up. You know, I like to go in and uh, add a product to my cart and then abandon it and see what the, make sure that the follow-up is working that I've set up automatically. What are the follow-up emails that you've set up? Are those working? Do those look right? You know, what, what are the links? Does it, so just go through that process and that's how we get feedback from the website or have somebody else do it and give you feedback, that kind of thing. So, um, very, very good points, you know, eliminate those barriers. Um, and Jerry asked, Christine, do you mean individual landing pages within your website? Uh, um, so Jerry, I'll answer that if, if <laughs> actually Christine already answered it, but uh, yes, yes, Jerry, you can build more than one landing page. And when you set up advertising, you select a landing page, customers are led to that ad. Yeah. Um, and that, that's exactly it, uh, Jerry, is that you have your webpage, but you should be able to have my webpage slash, you know, like, like I said, pets, my webpage slash, you know, within our success groups website, if you go just go to our main website, you've got the normal links there and, and those are all there. But behind our website, what what you don't see there is that there are also, I don't know exactly how many, but probably 12, 13, 14, 15 different pages that you can't directly click to from uh, our website because they are a specific landing page hey, you, we were here doing this seminar and thanks for being here. And they go to our landing page. They put in their information to get a little extra information from us. And then that page will then redirect them to buy a membership, success tracker, whatever it is that we're trying to, to do. But you can have that same setup inside your website where it's like, hey, are you interested in these products or, or these services? Boom, go here and then go talk, then, then, then they can see all that. Once they're done with that, 
you know, still have the links to where they can go search around and find other stuff. Don't just make it this complete silo, but don't overwhelm them with everything that you have. You know, somebody's coming to you for screen printing. They might not care about all the embroidery stuff that you do. And, and if, if there's too much for them, they're going to go, ah, I'm just going to go find somebody that's a screen printer. Right. Or, or, or I'm just going to find somebody that, that deals in shirts. I don't want to see all this other sublimation stuff. It's too much for me kind of thing. All right. Um, all right. Mike says it's also a vital item when considering ongoing membership sites as well. Nothing wrong with paying yourself monthly. That is a general service check all the way through the process. Absolutely. Um, Christine says, make sure you're paying attention to analytics as well. Analytics can point out where barriers to the sale are, where are customers dropping off the site, what stage are people in when they abandon their cart. Analytics will tell you all sorts of stuff. Um, yeah. Th- so, Christine, just to tell a quick story about this, and I know I've told this before, so apologize if you guys have heard this. But um, like I said, I love Hotjar, H-O-T-J-A-R. Um, within Hotjar, uh we um, actually set that up and, and Kylene had set this up on her site and she was doing some Facebook advertising and she was sending people to her website uh, for, and I can't remember, I think it was like holiday products or something like that. And so the Facebook advertising, sending people a website and, and yes, the traffic went up, you know, so the, the Facebook ads did their job, the traffic went up, but no sales happened. Well, at that point, yeah, you're like, oh, okay, now what do I got to do? But with Hotjar, we were able to go up, go back, pinpoint the traffic that had come in from Facebook, from the, those ads, and then it records what they do on your website. And basically what we discovered was we were sending people to the website. She was sending people to the website, and they weren't getting to the product that they saw on the ad right away. They were just getting dumped into kind of more of a general holiday items landing page. And so they were searching for the product. That particular product that was used in the advertisement was new. So it hadn't been sorted correctly inside the list of all the other products. And it was at the very bottom. And for whatever reason, at the time, we didn't have a search function enabled either. And so people were just all over the place and they never got to the product that was being advertised. And therefore, they they'd le- they left, you know, they, they spent two minutes on the site and uh, that's that's enough. Right. So. Um, all right. So there we go. Uh, basic landing pages will funnel customers towards a particular sales goal. There we go. All right. So that is number two. Um Jerry, let's, let's let we'll let people um, uh, kind of come up with what they do. Uh, we actually talked about that in an our success group training just this last Wednesday. So uh, that stuff's over there and available for our members in in that discussion. There's definitely several different ways to go about that. Um, honestly, what your accountant uh, suggests is probably the best idea, but uh, there were some d- different ideas on that. So, all right. So the second thing, the second trend here is. And, and I think this is just a good trend to understand uh, from a standpoint of businesses got lots of opportunities for us as decorators right now. The the athleisure and the streetwear and, you know, I'm I'm wearing a T-shirt right now. Right. Uh, it's the middle of January. Uh, did snow a little bit yesterday. But guess what? We're in our house. You would never know if I'm wearing pants or not. Right. And And this is how most people are going to work every day, just like this, 
So, you know, so wearing t-shirts, wearing something that's comfortable, wearing sweatpants or yoga pants or whatever it is that, that is comfortable for somebody. Now I'm wearing jeans, so no, no worries. I do have pants on, but <laughs> these types of things are becoming more common, right? So you're not going into the office anymore as much anymore. And, and I was talking to some friends last night that work at uh, Edward Jones, which is a huge uh, employer here in the St. Louis area the, the, uh, finance company, the, uh, yeah, so they work at Edward Jones in the, in the corporate office, in the big office. Um, <laughs> so within that, that experience though, it was interesting to talk to them because yeah, they've been, uh, working from home since, uh, last March. And at this point they're not seeing going back to the office anytime soon. Uh, so that's still happening. And then the other part of it is, is that they're pretty sure that the way things are going to change is that there are no longer going to be offices. They're just going to be some work areas where you come in, you, you sign up for a conference room if you need to do an in-person meeting and, and you're just in part-time. So, so most of the major employers are no longer going to be requiring their employees to be in the office every day. Cause that's going to do a couple things for them. I, I think, it allows them, they've discovered over the course of this year that actually product, productivity has gone up when they allowed people to work at home. Uh, you know, and the right employees were, were using that in a way that, uh, you know, they got more done and it, while they could still focus on their family and, and do all this other stuff. So there's, there's that. Um, and then the other part about it is that they can also not spend all of the money that they have to spend on having offices on maintaining big buildings and and all this other stuff so they can reduce their footprint physical footprint for the company down allow people to use their homes to work from allow people to be more comfortable allow people to have a refrigerator that they can go to right there allow people to you know now again there are some drawbacks to it the the engagement the interaction that kind of stuff People are kind of getting tired of all the virtual, all that stuff. So yes, they're going to have to find a hybrid approach. But my guess is that people are going to continue to push the envelope of what's comfortable, what's acceptable. And, and I don't think these big companies are going to be so concerned anymore about, are you wearing yoga pants? Are you, you know, do you have a suit on, you know, <laughs> the, <laughs> the new, the new suit is the, you know, button down shirt with a sports coat and, um, Hawaiian uh, surf shorts, you know, I, you know, I don't know what that is, but again, people are going to be, be needing more comfortable items like t-shirts, like sweatshirts. Now that's a huge opportunity for you to get in front of companies to talk to them about the fact that, Hey, you know what? Yes. You want your, your employees to feel comfortable. You want your employees to, you know, they're at home. And, and so let's help them. Also, though, brand their employees, have that connection point. You know, when when I show it's it's the exact same reason why people are still buying family reunion shirts for Zoom family reunions, because it's that connectedness. We all show up wearing the exact same shirt, exact same color, and we know that we're part of the family. Right. And, and so use that opportunity as a business to grow your corporate sales to grow the family reunion sales. And again, just by trying to predict what's going to happen, 
we can make that an easy process. So now we have a silo for family reunions, or now we have a silo for corporate or, you know, whatever the case may be, but think about that fact. So more and more, uh, again, athleisure, streetwear, t-shirts, hoodies, all of those kinds of things are becoming more and more mainstream acceptable in the workplace. All right. So that's my second, uh, prediction. What other predictions do you guys have? Um, yes. Sorry for the visual mic. And, um, uh, so, <laughs> but what other predictions do you guys have around that? What, what's, what, you know, obviously the fleece shortage has been a major drain on a, a lot of folks and, and a big challenge for, for everybody. And, uh, actually I did, uh, yesterday and two regular guys try to kind of call out the, um, the, the folks that are, are bringing us our, our hoodies and, and, and I get it, you know, we couldn't predict a lot of these things that happened in 2020. But what is it that they're doing to improve it? What, what, what's kind of driven me a little bit nuts from a standpoint of like the shipping companies and the people that, that provide products and, and goods that help other businesses is that it, it, it went from like, okay, this is not good and this is not working to it's COVID's fault. It's COVID's fault. Oh, that's COVID's fault. Well, okay. But COVID's been around since March right? March of 2020. So we're almost a year into where we first shut down most, most places where we first went into quarantine. So I know that there's still challenges, but what creativity, what creativity are these companies bringing to the table? You know, there, there wasn't to me from my vantage point and, and I'm not as involved in the day-to-day purchasing of garments as some of you guys are. So maybe I'm, I'm a miss and you guys will let me know, but I didn't feel like there was a whole lot of warning about the fact that fleece was going to uh, be a problem. Um, you know, I, I, I've got accounts with, uh, SNS and, and Sanmar, and I never got a notification, never got an email that, Hey, fleece is going to be a problem. So maybe stock up now. In fact, I got a couple of emails when I knew that fleece was already a problem from companies like Fruit of the Loom uh, and, and I think Hanes showing off a new uh, fleece product, but then they weren't available, right? So again, what creativity, what creativity can we bring to the table that allows us to better manage pandemics, crises, things like that. So um, anyhow, that, that's my, that's my kind of pitch, but uh, I, I want to definitely, like I said, I want to hear from you guys and understand in your decorating business, you know, what, what you're seeing, what, what you're seeing along that same lines of kind of more comfortable uh, things happening, you know, and, and then on the flip side of that, if we think about the fact that then more comfortable street, streetwear, athleisure, that kind of stuff is becoming more mainstream, well, maybe also think about the opposite of that. You know, when when all of a sudden hard copies of magazines and, um, you know, things in the mail and stuff like that became less of the norm and we went to email, we went to, to online content and all this other stuff. Well, what happened, though, is that that other stuff didn't die. It actually became kind of the, oh, that's different. Oh, that makes that person stand out, you know, because when I get a nice, big, fat, thick, well done magazine, 
you know, I, I recently got one of the Graphics Pro magazines and, and they, they saw that opportunity. They brought all their magazines into one so they could still have a nice, thick, well-printed magazine. I like that. You know, I, I'll actually read through that. I, I peruse through um, the, their, their e-content, but their magazine, I'll actually read it cover to cover when I'm just sitting there doing stuff. So um, th- there's some other thoughts. So, so the same thing. So maybe you're going to focus on, on more uh, dressed up looks, you know, maybe you're embroidering more polos or, or pushing that, or, you know, you're embroidering uh, actual nice button down shirts or, or you're doing things that are lapels uh, for, for sports coats. Again, what's going to set you apart. So, um, all right, let's see here what we've got comments wise. Mike says uh, the next three years will generate the launch point for several online processors that will understand that we're tired of the because of COVID blanket that's being used for why these things don't work are late and make us emotional. Yeah, I, I agree with that a hundred percent, Mike. Um, you know, the one, the, the, I've said this throughout the whole COVID experience is that, at the end of the day, this is forcing innovation. It's forcing change. It's forcing things that, again, people just kind of sat on because it wasn't as important at the time. But these things are making it important. Um, and and Mike, yes, the post office will see what happens to it over the next three years. So um, I think that tentacle will be generated from the government. That Yeah, okay. Um, so getting getting into that. Perfect. Mike, thank you for sharing. I really appreciate that. Uh, so Cindy says, we just tried to order fleece. Big problem. Still problem with just regular t-shirts. Uh, we just keep searching until we find pieces. Uh, one order right now is coming from five locations. Exactly. You know, so uh, my question then, Cindy, is is I want to know what they're doing to solve that problem. Who's working to solve that problem? Because the person that's working to solve that problem as quickly as they can that's the person that is going to win the most business out the other side of this, right? Um, the one that's m- most upfront, that's taking responsibility for their own piece in that, you know? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We can't get it. Well, you know what, if you're a distributor, you should have been in better contact with the manufacturer to try to get out in front of as much of this as you can get out in front of your customers more, get out in front of bringing in more, you know, th- everybody, spends a little too much time being concerned about their bottom line and not enough time being concerned about their customer. Right. And so those that are concerned about their customers are the ones that are going to eventually win, even though at first it might not feel like that. Right. So, um, Wendy says the only company that I've received a problem notification for was uh, Allenson Sports for uniforms last summer. They were eight to 10 weeks out for custom uniforms. Okay. All right. So, Again, being open, being honest, being upfront, uh, you know, people understand that even if their initial reaction is, ah, that's such a, I got to go look for something else. Or uh, at the end of the day, if you're open and honest and, and deliver what you promise you're going to deliver, things are going to, um, we're going to remember that we're going to go back to that. In fact, us as the buyers, as the purchasers, we need to make sure that we are focused on that. You know, who is actually doing right by you? Maybe it's not the ideal situation, but they're doing the right thing. And so maybe even if they're a little bit more expensive than the other guy in the next time, maybe take that chance to support that loyalty that, that they did the right thing for you. You do the right thing by 
by them by supporting their business. So um, all, excellent. Uh, yes, um, Cindy says, I cannot see that uh, anyone is. Like you say, they just repeat, just, they just repeat, oh, it's COVID. Yeah. And okay, we, we understand that it's COVID, but I want to know what solutions we're working on, right? Let, let's, let's talk about the solution that you're working on to, okay, you've got the COVID problem. We've all got the COVID problem. And, and, but now let's flip that on ourselves. Make sure that we're not making excuses for our business, for what we do for our life, because it's COVID. Okay. I, you know, things happen. People get sick. We, we got to deal with that, but let's work. On, let's, let's focus on the solution. Let's work on finding a solution. If something's uh, that passionate for you, then that you're willing to like get into an argument with people about it, then why not work on finding the solution? as opposed to just work on being a part of the argument, right? So same thing goes here though. We we want that from our vendors and guess what? Your customers want that from you, you know? Oh, the post office, sorry. Okay, well, can can we do it differently? You know, UPS, FedEx, whatever. Okay, yeah, I maybe can do that differently if it's important to my customers and it's important to them. Then we got to figure that out, you know? And say, yeah, we can do that perfectly. Give them that option. You know, maybe you split the difference in the cost with them or something like that, because you got to do your part to be part of the solution as well. And then you move forward. So um, good stuff there. All right. Mike says, I also think that everybody will finally have the light bulb moment about how their hosting communications and order processing are tethering to the internet. The recent, we shut down your business in an hour is a great incentive to start researching now. Uh, yep. That's a bigger picture thing to look at. Mike, I like that a lot. Just kind of understanding, you know, who has control over the things in, in your world that can make a change without much, uh, <laughs> opportunity for you on your side. So make sure you have some backups and, and things like that. Agreed. Um, okay, perfect. So I'm going to get to my third thing, but I want you guys to just bring out anything. Okay. And don't worry about what it is that I'm talking about. I want you guys to share some of your predictions, uh, as I'm talking about this third thing and we'll try to cover those. And then, uh, yeah, we we're about an hour here, so we'll, we'll close it right after that. So, uh, Wendy says my first blog and email of the year to my clients was about the supply problems. And I listed some suggestions to fleece. That's perfect. Wendy. Yeah. So here's the problem. I'm trying to be out front with you. So, you know, so you can plan ahead so you can look to your future. Right. And then, but I'm not just sharing the problem. I'm not just throwing out the problem. I'm also giving you some alternatives. Here's the alternatives that I've come up with. I'd love to talk to you more about some other options. You know, what, what are some other things that we can do together? Um, so that that's perfect. Wendy cheers, clap, high five, whatever it is. (laughs) Great job by you. I I love that. And thank you for sharing that with everybody else as an opportunity to grow their business as well. So again, my first blog and email of the year to my clients was about the supply problems. And I listed some suggestions to fleece. There you go. Awesome. All right. Um, (coughs) Excuse me. Sorry about that. Uh, All right. So let's, let's talk about number three. And like I said, I'm looking for you guys to just start throwing some of your predictions out. What do you see happening online e-commerce world just in general too i'm 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 open to that as well but uh, the third thing that i think we're going to see more of and, and it depends on where you're at and and who your customers are but as the uh majority of the purchasers shift all right so we kind of uh, the the millennials you know the the 
baby boomers are starting to to fade out. The Gen Xers are, are getting up there, you know, depending on where you your target market lands on that age scale, the customers you're dealing with are starting to potentially change a little bit, right? And and we're, the the younger people are coming along and the 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 sustainability um so that is the third thing is that i think that more and more people are going to start making that idea of sustainability um and and the importance of sustainability a a piece that they start making buying decisions on now I know, again, a lot of people might not have those customers right now that, that are that concerned about that potentially, and or you may, right? But regardless of if you do or if you don't, I believe the trend will be that there will be more people that do than don't, right? Um, so with that being said, what is it that you're doing? What are the conversations you're having? What is the information you're taking in? What is the um, bigger picture problem that you're helping to be a part of solving? You know, what are those things in your business that A, are important to you, but B, how do those things link in with what's important to your customers, right? So, for example, and and I'll admit this, and I hate to admit this, but I honestly was not, as a younger man, I was a person, whatever, I, I was not all that tuned in or understanding of some of the sustainability challenges that we're going to face. And, and And I think we will solve these things, and I think we will come up with ways, but it is going to take a lot of work towards it, a lot of innovation towards these things. But... I, I, I kind of poo-pooed the whole uh, sustainability, who, who cares? But I started to realize that, you know, people like my son, my nine-year-old, he doesn't have that luxury, right? He doesn't have that luxury to go, I don't really care. You know, somebody else will deal with it. Well, our kids and our kids' kids, you know, our grandkids, are going to have to deal with this problem, it seems, right? Um, so again, my point being that you are going to have more and more potential customers where that is an important piece. So again, what is it that you're doing about it? And and think about what, what you do, you know, do you have an opportunity to recycle? Um, you know, if you're a sublimator, we use blowout sheets. If you're uh, doing digital printing, um, you've got waste in in cover sheets and and uh, parchment papers, and uh, think of all the boxes, the the massive amounts of boxes that are being shipped around the world right now. Um, while while we can recycle cardboard, there is so much of it that um, they can't recycle as much cardboard as as we're putting back in each day, right? So, uh, in fact a lot of that stuff used to kind of get sold to China. Um, a lot of the recycling stuff kind of got sold to China because they were, they had need for it and they were taking it, but there was so much of it that even China doesn't want it anymore, you know, and it's starting to just fall into other countries and just become a big mess. So think about the sustainability of your business. And, and again, it doesn't have to be this massive. I'm changing everything and doing everything. Just think about the little improvements that you can make and then start having those conversations with your customers because you might find out that 
your customers actually care more about the sustainability of your process than you realized. And that might be a huge selling point for you that, that you do things that are, are good. You, you make sure that you, you're, you're just following some best practices when it comes to disposable recycling, um, you know, off gases, all, all of those kinds of things that, that can be important to our entire world. How do we participate in that? Maybe you're also getting involved in some more local cleanup efforts, or maybe you're getting involved in a, a more, you know, clean water to third world countries or something like that. I um, <laughs> will admit this, not, not uh, readily, but, uh, you know, we're amongst friends here. So uh, yesterday morning, I just happened to, I was looking at a couple of things on YouTube to try to get some information and, and figure a few things out. And a ad came on after the end of one of the videos that I had watched for a company called Charity Water. And it ended up being like a, I think it was like almost a 10 minute long video. And I sat and watched the entire thing. And about halfway through, I, I was, I was not just uh, welling up. I was full on crying. Uh, just the, the story was so powerful and so amazing to me that, um, yeah, it, it, it hit me really deeply. And so I'm sitting there, they're crying and, and I started to realize, yeah, that, that is actually something that's important to me too. And, and so we're going to talk about it as a family. And, but again, just start having these conversations, start putting stuff out there, start understanding what's important to your customers because they are going to change. They are going to grow. We, we always evolve as humans. So, so that's my third thing. What do you guys got? What is it that uh, your experience is showing? What are some predictions that you have for things going forward? You know, what are the new fun things that you're going to try this year? You know, we had all of the changes that came from 2021. We're still dealing with a little bit of that, but at the same time, you know, and the new normal is a term that gets thrown out there a lot, but but that's, it's not just a term that's thrown out there. That's the reality of it. Things that we used to think were just like, eh, it was for somebody else. You know, I've, I've door dashed, you know, I was never really a door dasher before. And, and I've done that. And, and even when now I can go in where I live, we can actually go to restaurants still. They're, they're at limited capacity, but I can still go sit down in a restaurant today. There are times where it's just like, you know what? I'm exhausted. I'm sitting on my couch. I do not want to get out of my couch. And though it's going to cost me 25% more, that 25% is worth it for me to go, boop, button, food shows up, I eat, and I pass out on the couch, right? So what is that new normal in your world? And, and how are you dealing with it? And what, what are you trying to do? Uh, I'd love to hear that. And uh, while you guys are coming up with any suggestions, if you have it, throw it in there. Um, and uh, we'll talk about that. So let's see. I think that's about it. I just wanted to check my notes here. And um... Hi, I'm Kyleen, and you're listening to an episode of the Small Business Saturdays podcast. Do you want to subscribe to the Small Business Saturdays podcast? Head over to smallbusinesssaturdayspodcast.com. There are tons of ways to subscribe. Click on your favorite and grab all the information about growing your small business. Yeah, that, that, those were the three things. So let me just review those real quick. Uh, personalized, personalized products, but also personalized experiences, personalized, you know, get real targeted down, get really focused into a niche, a, a particular customer group 
and do good things for them. And, and then, then they'll become a customer of, of the bigger cycle of products that you have. All right. So that's number one. Number two, more and more acceptable athleisure streetwear, just generally kind of dressing down a little bit. Um, and, and how can we use that to our advantage? You know, we, we did talk about the fleece shortage and, and, and some of that stuff, but there's still creative ways to do things, right? You know, there's, there's still, you know, I, I need different things. I, I, I actually, because we're in a, um, inside all the time, the hoodies that I wear are basically just t-shirt material, right? So I love those hoodies because I've got the pockets, you know, I still feel cozy, but they're, they're not the, where I feel like I'm sweating. You know, so I've got lights pointing at me right now and they get a little warm. Sometimes I can sit and wear that here in front of the camera and I feel good and I feel fine. So, uh, think about that. And the third thing was just to, to look at sustainability, look at what that means for us, look at what that means for our current customers, as well as trying to predict what our future customers are going to want. You know, I, I, I know for sure that my nine-year-old will make more purchasing decisions based on what is important to him than he will make based on what it costs. Right. So our parents, uh, you know, the, the forties, fifties, sixties, and some of you may be there. Some of you are like, that's not my parents. My parents were, <laughs> are your age, Aaron, but wherever you're at, the people that were in the forties, you fifties know, and sixties, they'd come out of the great depression. So they made a lot of purchasing decisions based on economy and, and things like that. Then you got into the eighties, nineties, uh, early aughts. And it was like, Oh, the excess just status want to feel good. And, and I think we're now we're going to start growing into making purchasing decisions based on what, what's important to us, right? What the cause is, what, how we're supporting other people that are important to us, that kind of thing. So, um, all right, Christine, what do you got here? DoorDash has been a lifesaver for me, uh, shipped as well as H I P T. You know, I'm not real familiar with that one, Christine. I'd love to, I, I know I've seen it, but uh, shipped since I have to be really careful about virus exposure, having things delivered has been a great convenience. And I was not a door dasher before either. I will be from now on though. Uh, that's a really great point. And seeing that's perfect. You know, it'll allow, I know Christine does have to be very careful about exposure um, because of the risk and things like that. And, and I love that she's got those tools available for her to still have the light didn't have dinner and, and to do the things that she needs to do to continue on. That's awesome. So, uh, yeah, shipped. I got to look that one up. I, I don't really know a whole lot about that one. That may be one that I start using a lot too. I like it. Thank you. <laughs> Learning stuff. All right. So anything else that you guys have, uh, again, again, we covered the three points. Um, but unless you guys have anything else, I'm going to go ahead and close it up here. Uh, if, you guys have any specific questions or need anything from me, uh, you can hit me right here at my direct email address, which is Aaron at montcoconsulting.com. And uh, if you want to check out what we've got going on over at our success group, our website is right down here this way, whatever <laughs> you guys get it. Our success group.com. So uh, check that out and uh, appreciate you guys tuning in. Let's get, let's uh, here we go. Shipped is groceries. Um, I haven't been to a grocery store in probably almost a year. Oh, wow. Okay. So bigger area in our area is uh, Instacart. 
So I hadn't seen shipped a whole lot. So maybe it's just uh, whatever area you you are. So uh, Wendy said, gave me real food for thought today. Thank you. You're very welcome, Wendy. Thanks for being here. Appreciate your your comments and, and suggestions and, and chiming in. I love it. Uh, so perfect. All right, everybody. I think that'll do it for today. So we appreciate your time and uh, we will catch you back here eight o'clock again next Saturday. I've got a couple topics I'm bouncing around, but if there's anything specific you guys want to talk about, again, make sure you hit me up at my email address up there, Aaron at montcoconsulting.com. Let me know what information you want, what information you want to talk about. And uh, we'll make sure that we uh, get that out there. We'll, we'll, we'll figure it out. And, um, Let's see here. Make sure I got what's going on this week. Uh, the other thing of note here before I do go, one last thing. Next Friday on Two Regular Guys Podcast, we're going to have Matt Granados joining us again. Uh, he's with a, a company called uh, Life Pulse Inc. And uh, he's got a new book coming out. Uh, if it's not already out, it's coming out very soon called Intentional Week. And uh, he his last book was a great one that I, I, I'm reading. I'm in the process of reading right now is Motivate the Unmotivated, um, which, again, might feel a little harsh at first. But when you get into it, yeah, what what is it that motivates us to do more than, you know, just the status quo? So I'm um, looking forward to having that conversation with Matt next Friday. All right. And uh, you guys have a great day and I will talk to you again soon. Thanks for tuning into another episode of Small Business Saturday Podcast. We appreciate having you as part of the community of listeners. Tune in for the live video sessions at facebook.com slash aaronmontgomery.info to become part of the active community. You can contact me directly at aaron at montcoconsulting.com. Thanks again for listening.